Good morning. Good morning. Glad to have everybody with us this morning. Thank you for joining us for worship at Flagstone. Glad to have you today. Uh, we got some folks joining us online as well. Thank you for getting up this morning. Thank you for clicking on our, our video and joining us for worship as well. We got folks who are going to be coming in uh, in just a minute after they get their cups of coffee and join us uh, for worship. So uh, as you're coming in, let me share a few things with you that's just important things to know uh, about our worship service this morning. First of all, uh, on every other chair, we have one of our bulletins available, and we like for uh, every family to make sure to, to pick one of these up today. Uh, make sure that you look inside it. There's a few things <clears throat> that, are, um, that are coming up for the Flagstone family we want you to be aware of, be planning for. Uh, one of the big ones is right in the middle of, the, of our bulletin. We're going to be having a baby shower for uh, Morgan and Brandon Dodd today, and we'll talk more about that at the end of worship. We're also launching our uh, Flagstone app today, and there's some instructions on how to do that. So I want you to make sure, I want to make sure that you see that today. But the big thing that I want to uh, make sure everyone, especially our guests, uh, see this morning is this QR code up in the top right corner. And if you haven't done this yet, we'd like for everybody that's, if this is your first time or maybe your second time here, or maybe you've been here a handful of times, you've just never taken the time to do this before. We'd like for you to click on that QR code and that will bring up a form uh, where you can share with us your contact information. Just share who you are, where you're from, and there's also some questions that you can ask um, about the Flagstone family, and we can get that information to you, but we need you to click that QR code for us. It won't take you very long uh, to fill out, just submit that form, It'll take a few seconds for you to do, but we'd like for all of our guests to do that if you would, and we're just going to use that information just, just to know who you are, maybe send you a note, say thanks for coming, thanks for being a part of our worship, uh, and then answer any questions that you have. So please do that if you haven't done that yet um, this morning. We will be taking uh, communion together today, and when that time comes, uh, we'll have some thoughts uh, about the cross of Jesus. We'll have uh, a prayer for the bread. We'll pass out trays, and there will be cups in those trays, and each of those cups has a little piece of bread in it, and you'll eat the bread and then pass the tray on to the next person. And then we'll have another prayer and do the same thing with the juice. So we wanted you to know how we're going to be taking communion together today uh, when that time comes. At the end of our worship, we'll make sure that you know uh, that there's an uh, um, opportunity for you to give, and we'll have uh, instructions on how to do that if that's what you'd like to do this morning. And the last thing I want to let you know is we do have childcare available all during our worship today, uh, whether it's during our singing time or during communion or during our time in the Word. Anytime this morning that you want to take advantage of that, we have childcare ready for all of our third grade and younger all the way down to our, our uh, little babies. And so you are welcome uh, to go right across our lobby to the children's check-in area and check in your kids there at the Children's Center. And they'll be taken care of with you know activities and Bible lessons and snacks while you continue to worship in here with us. So we want to make sure that you knew about that. If you want to keep your kids with you, you're more than welcome to do that. We're glad that you want to do that. Uh, if it would help, we have activity bags available. And those are right across our lobby. If you go right out these doors and straight across to the opposite wall, there's a table with activity bags with coloring sheets and other things for kids. And if that would help uh, with your worship experience, feel free to grab one of those this morning. I think that's all I need to share with you right now. Like I said, we're going to have a few things that we're going to talk about at the end of our worship time today, but right now it's time for us to worship together. And I'm excited to be worshiping together with you this morning. Uh, we've had a lot of activities over the last week. We've got a lot of different folks that have things maybe getting ready to happen this week. Maybe things are, that you got planned for later on today. But right now we're here in this place to worship our God together. And we're going to sing praises together. We're going to celebrate the grace that we have because of Jesus together. We're going to spend time in the Word together. 
We're going to be blessed by being here. We're going to try to be a blessing to each other as we worship together. So I'm going to start us off with a prayer. Ask God to bless our time of worship. And then uh, after that, our praise team will begin leading us together in song. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the opportunity to worship you. Thank you for bringing us to this place and bringing us uh, online together uh, as, as we get ready to sing praises to your name and to, uh, to pray to you and allow you to speak to us. And, and I pray that that's what happens this morning, God. I pray that you move powerfully in this place um, as we worship together. And Father, I pray that, that anyone who has come here this morning with, with questions, with stress, with worry, with guilt, with problems, with struggles, whatever those things, whatever those burdens are that they're carrying, God, they would, be, they would be able to let go of those things while they're here with us, that they would be willing uh, and courageous enough to share those things with us so that, that we can help. But most of all, God, that they would be willing to give those things to you so they don't have to carry those burdens anymore. So make that happen today, God, if that's what needs to happen. And, and God, for, for those who aren't carrying burdens, who are just feeling blessed and, and feeling like uh, feeling very closely connected to you right now, God, may, may that pour, for, pour forth in their worship. May all of us not just worship with our voices, but worship with our hearts today. May we feel connected to you and connected uh, with each other as we worship. And God, may your presence move powerfully in this place as we praise your name together. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's get on our feet. Let's worship together this morning. Let us worship the Father, worship the Father, worship the Father of glory. Let us worship the Father, worship the Father, worship the Father of love. Praise to the Father of glory. Sing your praise to the Father. Praise to the Father. Praise to the Father of love. And we will glorify, we will glorify the Lord. And we will glorify, we will glorify the Lord. Lift your hands to the Father. Hands to the Father. Hands to the Father of glory. Your hands to the Father, hands to the Father, hands to the Father of love, and we will glorify, will glorify the Lord, and we will glorify, will glorify the Lord, and we will glorify, will glorify the Lord, and we will glorify. Wonderful, merciful Savior, precious Redeemer and friend, who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you've rescued the souls of men. Counselor, comforter, keeper, spirit we love to Lost our way. You are the one that 
morning. There we go. Third time's the charm. Today we're going to be starting a new series. It's called Hashtag Blessed. I'm sure most of us know what a hashtag is, or if you're older, the pound sign. Um, um, but especially like in today's age with social media, hashtags are a pretty big thing. Um, whether it's a new challenge or some trend. Um, but they always have some sort of meaning, uh, normally something to do with what's going on. Um, but just because we put a hashtag or something doesn't always make it true. Sometimes we could say hashtag blessed when things really aren't blessed. Um, and God, he had a way to make things blessed. Whether it's something like the cross where it's always something that had been negative, he was able to make it hashtag blessed. Um, but if we look at Matthew 5, verses 3 through 
11, it goes, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven. Blessed uh, those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed those who are hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed is the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed is the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are uh, prosecuted because of righteousness for their kingdom in heaven. Blessed when you are people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you. Because of me, rejoice, be glad, because great and reward in heaven for the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And God knows that it's not easy being a Christian, and he's here to help you. Um, but he can turn the worst things into things that are amazing. And he's shown this many times and will continue to show this as long as we believe in him. Um, now if you'll be- bow your heads with me and we'll pray for the bread. God, thank you for sending your one and only son to die on the cross for our sins. We take this bread to remember his body on the cross. In your name we pray. Amen.
juice for me. Dear Lord, uh, we take this juice to remember the blood that your one and only son shed on the cross um, for our sins. In your name we pray. Amen. God of Israel, there's no God like you in heaven or below. Oh Lord, God of Israel, there's no God like you in heaven above. You keep your covenant of love. Your Chris Horton's hand went up. <laughs> Everybody else knew? Man, AG, you were, you were spot on, man. Everybody knew. Well, I'm excited to see what Marshall's got in store for us. Y'all? Yeah. All right, let's stand up, sing a song before we get started. <laughs> Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful. Where your streams of abundance flow, 
Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. When I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. So just continuing on with the, the thoughts that Alex shared with our communion thoughts this morning, I mean, how often do we use the word blessed? I mean, how often is that part of our, part of our vernacular, you know, just things that we say, you know, on a regular basis? And, and how, I mean, where all do we see that word? Where all do we use that word? I'm imagining there's some people in this room right now or some people that are joining us online who at somewhere in their homes have a framed thing on the wall or maybe a little thing on the desk that says blessed on it. Maybe. I think we have one at our house. So uh, maybe, I, I don't remember. Maybe you got a t-shirt that says blessed or hashtag blessed on it. I, how many times have we use the hashtag blessed? And we use it for all sorts of things, you know? It's Taco Tuesday, hashtag blessed. Uh, you know, Razorbacks win an amazing baseball game last night, 20 to whatever, 20 to 12 or something like that. Hashtag blessed, you know. <laughs> we'll use it for a variety of things. 
And, and sometimes we really, you know, we, we really consider ourselves really blessed. We, we, we post pictures of our family. We post pictures of an amazing sunset, and we, and we are so thankful to be in that moment. And we just, we just want other, other people to know, right in this moment, right now, I feel blessed. The, the hashtag blessed has been used just on Instagram and Twitter over 150 million times. People have used that word blessed. And I don't want anyone to, you know, as, as we start out this morning, I don't want to make anyone feel bad about using that hashtag or using that word blessed. I, I consider myself blessed all the time. I'll talk about all sorts of things that I feel blessed. But I feel blessed to be here this morning, don't you? I feel, you know, blessed that, that we have air conditioning. And I got to drive in, in my truck. and There's all sorts of reasons that I feel blessed. I've, I've got a wonderful an amazing wife and, and three wonderful boys, I am blessed. There's all sorts of things that, that we feel blessed by. And it can even be our possessions, the things that we have. We are, we are blessed. We have blessings. That's why we use that word, right? So I don't want to, as, as we start thinking about this, as we start talking about this, I don't want to detract from that. And I don't want you to stop using the hashtag blessed in any of your posts. It's fine. It's, it's a good thing. But I want us together as a church family and, and with our guests that are with us this morning, I want us to, to start taking a closer look at how Jesus used that word, or at least how he used that word specifically in one of his more famous sermons. And Alex already read these words to us uh, this morning, but we're going to read them again. And so if you got your Bibles, uh, go to Matthew chapter 5. If you got your Bible apps, go to Matthew chapter 5. That's in the that's in the New Testament. It's the first book of the New Testament, the book of Matthew. And just, just so you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those four books of the Bible, all talk about Jesus' life when he was here on this earth. Matthew being the first one in, in the list. And in, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus preaches what we call the Sermon on the Mount. The reason that we call it that is because the first verse says he went up on a mountainside, on the side of a mountain, and people came to him and he started preaching this sermon and so we call it the sermon on the mountainside the sermon on the mount and the first words they shared in that sermon are found beginning in verse three blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And we often refer to these words of Jesus, this particular list of blessed situations, uh, as the Beatitudes. And depending on your Bible or your Bible app, you might even have a little heading up at the top that says, you know, the Beatitudes. And they're found here in Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 3. And the word Beatitude might throw us off a little bit because the word, the word Beatitude is not listed anywhere in that section of Scripture. Why do we call this the Beatitudes when it's, first of all, what is a Beatitude? And, and second of all, why, why we call these that because that word is not even used here. And so just so you understand, in case nobody ever told you what a beatitude is. Beatitude comes from the Latin word beatus, which means 
blessed or happy or fortunate. And so hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, when the Bible and, and this particular part of Scripture was, was translated into Latin, then that word, beatitude, beatus or beatitudos or however whatever form of that word it was got listed several times and it just became known as this list became known as the beatitudes a list of happy fortunate circumstances but i don't think that we're really that we're completely honoring the text and honoring what what god is trying to get across to us what jesus is trying to say here if we just limit the definition of blessed or, or this list of blessings to things that, that make me happy or fortunate situations that I find myself in. Because if, we're, if, we, if we translate this as fortunate, if we said fortunate are the poor in spirit for there is the kingdom of heaven, fortunate are those who mourn for they will be comforted, that, that almost, it almost has kind of a sense of luck to it. It's like I rolled the dice and, oh, I just happened to be in this situation, so I'm, I'm just fortunate. I just got lucky to be in the situation that I'm in. And luck has nothing to do with what Jesus is talking about here. And then I know, I've, I've had people share this, and, and there's probably been times, even in my own past that I've done this, is translated this, this word, or you know, replace the word blessed with the word happy, because that's what that Latin word means, is, you know, it's happy. Happy are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. Happy are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. But happy doesn't, it doesn't get to the core of what Jesus is trying to get across here. I can be happy about a whole bunch of things. Happy is just a mood. And that's not what Jesus is saying here. He's not just saying that just I'll kind of giggle or I'll kind of put a smile on my face when I'm in these certain situations. There's something more significant. There's something more impactful about being blessed. To bless someone, at least from a biblical perspective, when you read through Scripture, go back in, in, the, in the books of the Bible before this, and, and we read about somebody receiving a blessing or, or being blessed uh, you know, by someone or even by God, that blessing to bless someone involved action. It, it, it meant someone was doing something good or beneficial uh, for someone else. If I was blessing you, it's, it goes beyond just somebody sneezing and, and saying, oh, bless you. I'm actually, when I bless you, I'm actually doing something for you. Or I'm asking God to move to action on your behalf. And if someone was blessing me, I felt like God had done something. God had moved to action on my part. Or if this person had blessed me, they had done something. They had, they had moved to action. They, they had done something that was beneficial for me. And it may not even have been necessarily something that I wanted or asked for or even liked, but it was something that, that, that was going to prove positive in my life. And they did it for me. And that's what it meant to be blessed. When people felt God, blessed by God in Scripture, they felt like he was moving to action for them. And being blessed and feeling blessed wasn't just about feeling happy. It wasn't just about being in a good mood. Sometimes I could be in an awful mood and recognize something good has happened for me. Someone has moved to action. I'm right in the middle of a, of a place where beneficial things are going to take place. I'm in the middle of a good situation. I'm about to experience something that's going to be for my benefit. I am blessed. And I hope that makes sense. And, and I, I, as we're talking about this this morning, I really want to kind of dig into what, what these Beatitudes are really all about, what, what, what Jesus is really saying when he, when he says, 
you are blessed when you are in this particular situation in life. Because there are different, different perceptions and actually some misconceptions about, about being blessed in Jesus' day. And honestly, there's probably some misconceptions about it in our day too. But Jesus grew up in a, in a Jewish culture. He lived in a Jewish culture in, in ancient times. And, and there, was a, there was just a different concept of, of being blessed by God in Jesus' day. And it had very little to do with God choosing to do something beneficial for someone and had a whole lot more to do with me earning God doing something beneficial for me. Does that make sense? It had a whole lot more to do with me earning it or deserving it than it had to do with God just choosing to give it to me. If I, it, it, back in Jesus' day, if I, was, if I was wealthy, it was because God blessed me. God blessed me with wealth. But the reason that God blessed me was because I did enough good stuff to earn the blessing. And because I had done enough good stuff and checked enough things off the list, God was moving to action for my benefit, but I deserved for him to move to action for my benefit. And if, if I was sick, if I was poor, if I was unpopular, if I was hurting in some way, then that was probably my fault. And if I really thought about it, I could figure out the things that I had been doing wrong to cause me to experience that hurt or that sickness or that poverty. And God was, was punishing me, or at least he was, he was holding back from blessing me because I didn't deserve to be blessed. It was my fault. I hadn't earned it. I didn't deserve it. I wasn't being a good enough person to cause God, to move God, to bless me, to do something beneficial for me, to do something uh, that, that would be a positive thing in my, in my life. There was no way that a poor person or a, a hungry person or a mistreated person should feel blessed because the reason that they felt that way was because there was something Something in their life that was keeping God from blessing them. It was keeping God from moving to action. And honestly, there's many of us, myself included, we can, we can view God and view our circumstances in life kind of the same way nowadays. I mean, think about the times when we feel the most blessed. Think about the times when we use, when we most often use hashtag blessed. It's when things are good, right? And the more, the more stuff I have, the more possessions I have, the more money I have, the more popularity I have, the more blessed I am. Or the more blessed I feel. How much I, you know, the, the things I get to do in my family, the, the vacations or the pool time or whatever it is. I'm blessed, and, and those are good things. I'm not, I'm not knocking that kind of stuff, but sometimes that's the only time that we feel blessed is just when things are good. If I'm happy, if, if, if someone in, in the drive through line in front of me pays for my Chick-fil-A, hashtag blessed, right? I'm posting that while I'm still in line because something good happened for me. If God does... And it actually does what I prayed that he would do, and I'm blessed. Maybe that's accurate. The problem is, is that sometimes those are the only times I feel blessed. 
is when things are going good. And it's not that, that I'm not blessed in those situations, but, but it, I, I allow myself to be limited in my understanding of the only time that I'm blessed is when things are good. And then, then the temptation is to, to take that a step further. And the only time that things are good, the only time that God is blessing me, is those times when I've been a good enough person, when I've gone to church enough times, when I've written a big enough check, when I've volunteered enough times, when I've done all the right things that I've been told all my life, this is what you need to do to be blessed by God. And I'm, I'm doing those things. And so because I have done these things, I have earned, I deserve for the good stuff to happen. And if bad stuff is happening, if bad stuff is happening, I want, blame, I want to blame God. I want to blame other people. I might blame myself, but I don't feel very blessed if things aren't going the way that I want them to. When you, when you look here in Matthew chapter 5, at Jesus' words and how Jesus uses this word blessed, he gives a very different picture of being blessed than what people in his day would have been accustomed to and what people in our day are accustomed to as well. Poor in spirit, grieving, persecution. Those don't sound like happy times. Those don't sound like times we put hashtag blessed next to that social media post. And yet, that's when Jesus says, I am blessed. And what I want us to see is, is there's, there's two things that, that, that Jesus is doing with this list that we call the Beatitudes. There's two things that, that Jesus is causing to happen. And I want to I point special attention to that this morning. I want to make special note of it. The, the first thing that Jesus does as he goes through this list of blessings, of, of, of times we're blessed, is he reframes and helps us to reframe our circumstances. In the Beatitudes, Jesus reframes our circumstances. When I'm, when I'm facing difficult situations in life, when things aren't going the way that I think they should or the way that I, that I hope that they should, when I'm being hurt by somebody else's words, when I'm being hurt by somebody else's actions, when my natural instinct is to, is to look at something that's happening to me from a negative perspective and to view myself as being oppressed or to just, to just complain about my circumstances and to view myself as being completely abandoned by God. Why has he left me? Why, why don't I feel close to him? Why do other people seem to be having it better than I am? Jesus here in the Beatitudes, reframes those situations. He gives us a different perspective. He, he gives us a different way to look at those times in our lives. When I'm feeling emotionally and spiritually empty, Jesus says, that's a really good place to be. When I'm grieving, Jesus says, you're in a good spot. When I feel... When I feel distant from God, Jesus says, oh, there's, there's good stuff coming when you feel disconnected. Jesus calls me to view myself and my relationships and my circumstances from a completely different perspective. He calls me to see even the troubles that I'm in, even the, the hardships that I'm dealing with as a blessing and, and see those times of being truly blessed. 
And even as he goes through his list and says, you know, there's sometimes where you're feeling completely empty. You're poor in spirit. There's times where you're grieving. There's times when people are mistreating you. And, and let's look at those things from, from a different perspective. And even as, as he reframes those things, he doesn't eliminate those circumstances. He's not promising when, when you are, every time that you're poor in spirit, you're just automatically going to, everything's going to be better. When you're feeling distant from God, you're automatically, everything's just going to go fine as soon as you snap your fingers and pray. He doesn't eliminate the circumstances, but he helps us see those things from a different perspective. He reframes them. And the second thing that Jesus does in the Beatitudes is he redefines what it means to be blessed, what it truly means to be blessed. I'm not blessed only when good things are happening. I'm not blessed only when everything seems to be going right. I'm not blessed because because I've gone through a checklist of all the things that I think that I'm supposed to do so that God will like me more. And I'm not blessed just because I've earned all the good things that I have. And I just, I kind of put that label on, well, I'm blessed, but I've done all the work. So, of course, I'm blessed because look at all the effort that I've put into this. And and I'm not unblessed because I've done something wrong. I'm not being, that's a word, right? Unblessed, it's a word today. I'm not being unblessed by God. Because I've messed up somehow. I am blessed and I should consider myself blessed because I am right in the middle of a place where I can recognize God's presence. Now I can deepen my connection with him. And sometimes I can recognize God's presence and I can deepen my connection with him when I'm up on the mountaintop, when things are great and I feel close to him and I feel like everything is going the way that it should. And sometimes I can feel God's presence and I can deepen my relationship with him when I'm in the wilderness. And when things are not going the way they're supposed to and when I'm feeling just drained of, of energy and my, I'm an emotional wreck. I can still feel God's presence then. Sometimes I can feel close to him and I can feel his, his blessings, his good stuff when things are, when it's calm, when things are good, when everything's flowing the way it should. And sometimes I can feel those things in the middle of the storm. I am blessed because I am his child. I want to say that again. I am blessed because I am his child. No matter what the circumstances. And that's what it means to be blessed. That's how Jesus redefines blessing, redefines what it means to be blessed as a child of God. I'm blessed because I'm connected with him. And he's going to move to action. And it may not be in the time that I want it to happen or in the way that I want it to happen, but I am connected with him. And because of that, good stuff is happening or is going to happen or he's going to use me in a good way to bless somebody else. That's what it means to be blessed. I'm in a connection and relationship with God Almighty. I am blessed. This is what we're going to talk about for the next several weeks. We're going to spend a good portion of the summer talking about the Beatitudes, talking about being blessed we're going every single week we're going to look at another one of these beatitudes and i would invite you for the next several weeks to to read through them and then read through them again and maybe read one a week and just concentrate on that and and ask yourself what does this really mean what do i think it means and how do i see this playing out in my life because this is what we're going to what we're going to discover together 
for the next several weeks is how God truly blesses us and how Jesus reframes our circumstances and how he redefines what being blessed, what hashtag blessed really means in our lives. And I want you to be a part of this journey with us. I, I hope you'll be here every week, and I hope you'll invite other people to be a part of it and share our, our posts are, are on the YouTube and Facebook so that other people can discover these things together. I want, I want to give one final thought about the Beatitudes this morning. I just kind of wanted to set the stage today for the next several weeks in front of us as we get ready to discover what it means to be blessed. This Sermon on the Mount, this part of Scripture was written, as I said earlier, by a guy named Matthew. It's the, it's the book of Matthew. It's his book. It's his story of the life of Jesus. And if you don't know much about Matthew, Matthew started out as, uh, or at least before he became a follower of Jesus, he started out as, as a tax collector. And you think about nowadays, we don't have a whole lot of nice things to say about people who work for tax collection agencies in our culture, right? You find out that somebody works for the IRS, how close of friends are you? Not very. We have some not so nice things to say about them, right? Same thing, probably a little bit worse uh, back in, in Matthew's day and in Jesus' day. To be a tax collector in the Jewish culture, you weren't collecting taxes to, to benefit the Jewish people. You're collecting taxes for the Romans who had taken over the land uh, and were oppressing the Jewish people. And tax collectors worked for them. So you were taking money from your fellow countrymen and giving it to the people who had conquered your country, if you can imagine that. So already, you're in a bad light with all your friends and neighbors and, and even your family. They already hated you for, for choosing to benefit the oppressors. Not only that, but most tax collectors, and probably Matthew included, were known to be liars and cheats. They would charge extra, and then they would pocket the extra themselves. And there was nothing you could do about it because they worked for the Roman government. They were under the protection of the Roman government, and there was nothing you could do. Whatever they charged you, that's what you had to do. And if you didn't pay it, there were some pretty dire circumstances that would take place because you didn't pay your taxes. And so Matthew is living for who knows how long, completely disconnected from the rest, of his, the rest of his community. They can't stand this guy. He doesn't get invited to parties. He probably doesn't get invited to family gatherings because his whole family hates him. There were Jewish prayers back in this time where they would ask God, they would call on God to curse tax collectors, to make awful things happen to them. Why? Because they were doing all these awful things against God's people. This is the kind of life that, that Matthew is living. And he, he probably had wealth, and he probably had possessions because he had cheated other people out of those things. And he had power, and he had influence, and yet there was something still missing in Matthew's life. Now, there were probably plenty of people that were around Matthew that were convinced that he had some blessings, but he wasn't being blessed by God. He's being blessed in spite of God. He had good things that were happening because he was doing evil things to get things for himself. He was a bad person. He wasn't worthy of God's blessings. And at some point, God was going to get those things back. God was going to make bad things happen to Matthew. And maybe there's even part of him that thought 
the same thing about God. Maybe there's part of Matthew that thought, I've gotten all this stuff from myself. I don't even need God. I got this money. I got this land. I got this big house. I got this popularity, or not popularity. I got this power. I got this influence. I got, I got these good things. I've done those things. I don't need him. And maybe there's a little bit of fear on Matthew's part. One of these things, all this is going to, one of these days, all these things are going to go away. Because I am the person that I am, God is going to take these things away. I better enjoy it now because we're not always going to have it. Maybe there's part of Matthew that just felt poor in spite of all the things that he had. Maybe there's part of him that felt empty and felt disconnected and hungry for something else. He just couldn't, he couldn't find it to satisfy. Maybe there was part of Matthew that felt unforgiven. Nobody else ever showed him any compassion or mercy. And so I wonder, if it's just me, I just, I wonder if when Jesus went up on the mountainside, and started saying these things. I wonder if Matthew was in the crowd. I wonder if Matthew was there when Jesus spoke these words the first time. I wonder if Matthew listened to Jesus reframe Matthew's circumstances. I wonder if he, I wonder if he was intrigued by how Jesus redefined the word blessed. And I think, I think if he was in the crowd that day, then maybe, maybe, he was, maybe he was moved by what he heard. Maybe he chewed on those things for a while. Maybe he wrestled with, with those words that Jesus shared. Because if you go a few chapters later in, in the book of Matthew, and you get to chapter 9, you find Jesus having an interaction with Matthew. He finds Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth, taking taxes from the Jewish people. And it says in, in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 9, as Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. And we read through that pretty quickly, not really paying attention to the words. But for Jesus, a Jewish rabbi, to say to Matthew, I want you to come follow me, that was a big deal. Because he was calling him as a disciple. And in the Jewish culture of the day, to be a disciple, a rabbi had to ask you to come be his disciple. You didn't just walk up to a rabbi and go, hey, I'm going to start following you now. And then just follow him everywhere. You had to be called. A rabbi had to call you and say, I want you to follow me. And the reason that a rabbi called you to follow him was because that rabbi thought, was convinced that you could do what the rabbi was doing, that you could go teach people, that you could go help people, that you could, you could be this leader in the community. He saw that in you and invited you to come follow him. And you would follow him everywhere. You would follow him where he went to eat. You would follow him where he went to sleep. You would follow him down the road. You would sit next to him. You would mimic everything that your rabbi did because he said, come follow me. And in just those two words, follow me, he was inviting you to come learn from him so that you could do what it is that he was doing. When Jesus looks at Matthew, this hated liar and cheat who is convinced 
that he, he didn't need God's blessings, or that he wasn't a, a good enough person to receive them, for this Jewish rabbi to look at him and say, I think you can do what it is that I'm doing. I know I'm going and teaching people, and I'm healing people, and I'm changing people's lives, and I think you can do that too. He completely reframed Matthew's circumstances. He completely reframed Matthew's perception of himself. He changed Matthew's life. This is the guy who thought he could create his own blessings. This is the guy who maybe had become convinced that God couldn't bless somebody like him. This is the guy who writes down these words in Matthew chapter 5. And has a new understanding of what it means to be blessed. And I share that with you this morning because I don't think, I don't think Matthew is just sharing. I don't think he's just sharing a really popular sermon of Jesus. I think Matthew is sharing the beginning of his story with Jesus. I think that Matthew without saying it word for word, when he starts out with this sermon, he starts out with this redefining of bless. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit and blessed are the meek and blessed are, blessed are those who are hungering for God. I think, I think Matthew is reminding himself of those words of Jesus and he's telling, he's telling his readers, he's telling us, look, look at how Look at how Jesus reframed our circumstances. Look at how Jesus redefined what it means to be a truly blessed child of God. Look at how Jesus started to change my life. And look at how he can change yours. And that's what I want us to know this morning. That we are blessed. we are blessed no matter what our actual circumstances to be dearly loved passionately pursued children of the king what a blessing and if you don't know that if you haven't experienced that if you don't know what it's like to have a God and a father like that you need to know and we can make that happen this morning. Here in just a moment, we're going to stand together and we're going to sing a song. And while we're singing that song, you're welcome to come to the front and say, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to have my circumstances reframed. I'm ready to have, have my life changed and redefined. I'm ready to be something completely different. I'm ready for that to happen today. And we can make that happen for you. You can confess his name and be baptized in his name today and, and have a completely new life today. And maybe there's a time when you knew what it was like to be that close to God. But now there's a distance. You knew what, it's like, what it was like to be forgiven and receive mercy. But now you're not for sure that you're even worth it anymore. You know what it's like when life feels full and you feel like you have meaning and purpose. But right now you're feeling empty. If that's where you are this morning, Jesus would say it's a really good place to be.
you're blessed because good stuff is about to happen. You get reconnected with me and I'll change your life. We're going to discover how over the next few weeks, but I want you to start seeing it this morning. Whatever's going on in your life, it doesn't have to, you don't have to leave this place or click off this, this broadcast and be the same person you were when you showed up. Jesus is ready to redefine who you are right now. And if we can help do that, we want to. So come forward and let us know how. While we're together, we stand and sing. Refiner's fire, my heart's one desire is to be. I'm thankful for how you've worshipped with us today. I'm thankful for the way the praise team has led us. I, I've been blessed by being here today. Have you? Yeah, yeah me too. Um, so a few things that we need to share with you this morning. We've got several things. We're going to go through them uh, fairly quickly. The first thing is listen in your bulletin. But I want to remind you, uh, we're having a baby shower for uh, Morgan and Brandon Dodd as soon as worship is over with today. And we like for everybody. This is an invitation for everybody who's here to just walk down the hall over to the hub and, and enjoy, uh, you know, celebrating uh, this new, almost new, <laughs> this, this upcoming um, baby boy for, for the Dodds. So there's, there's refreshments over there. There's a place to uh, share gifts. Even if you didn't bring anything, come over there. We've even got a place set up uh, for you. If you want to donate for the diapers and wipes, there's a place that you can do that. If you just want to write a note, we got a place where you can just write a note of encouragement for them. Please come over and do that. Don't, don't hustle out uh, the front door this morning. We'd like for our whole church family to come over and, and be a blessing to them, uh, even if it's just for a few minutes a day. So please do that as soon as we're done with worship. The other thing that I want to share with you this morning, this is also listed in your bulletin. We've been, we've been putting in our announcements for several weeks now, but our session of Green Valley Bible Camp uh, is coming up. The registration information uh, is there in your bulletins. We, are, we have significantly fewer campers signed up right now than we usually do for our session. So I am asking for you to get your kids signed up, get your grandkids signed up, 
Get your nieces and nephews signed up, cousins, neighbors' kids, random strangers at Walmart. doesn't matter to me. I want to fill up our camp session, and I want, I want these kids to be a part of it. Uh, and and it's, it's July 10th through the 16th. Uh, the, the registration process has changed slightly where they close down uh, online registration two weeks ahead of time. So we got three weeks before they shut off um, online registration. So please go to the website. Please register your kids. You've been thinking about like, oh, I need to do that. Do that. Do it today. Uh, and, and, you know, invite other people to be a part of it as well. We're going to have an awesome, awesome week. And I want to get as many kids as possible to be a part of that. We're going to share some information with you very quickly. Lori Glenn is going to come up and share some information about our new church app. Uh, there's some info in your bulletin about that, but she's going to explain things a little bit more clearly. And then uh, Monty Morton, one of our shepherds, will close us out with a prayer, and we'll have one more song after that. Thank you again for being here today. Just making sure it's on. Um, as you may recall, back in the fall, we announced we were using a new software program to manage our membership database, and we asked everyone to fill out the... Uh, membership commitment form, and the app we are launching is actually a tool provided by that software program. Um, and the bulletin lists all the functionality of it. It's got all kinds of neat stuff that we can use. Um, so I won't go into that, but there's just a few notes for when you do go into it that I wanted to let you all know. Um, for those who have filled out the membership form, you received instructions at the time on how to go into the One Church website, set up your account, update your contact information, all that good stuff. You'll just use that login information to log into the app. Um, if you haven't filled out the form, you're not ready to commit, the app is available to everyone, um, but only those who have filled out the membership forms have full functionality of the app, including the membership directory. And speaking of the directory, our old directory app will be going away, and we will just be using the uh, OneChurch directory. And some notes on that, the default privacy is set for everyone to be unlisted in the membership directory. So when you go through the instructions, it's included in there, but just pay special attention on how to go in, and you can choose to be listed in the directory, and you can also choose what information you want in the directory. So if you just want your phone number or just your email, or if you're okay with everyone knowing your address, phone number, and email, you can select what you want in there. Um, I think that's all I've got. I will be in the lobby after church um, today and probably next week as well. If you run into any questions um, when you're trying to get yourself set up, feel free to um, come out and visit me or email me at lori at flagstonecoc.org. And that's all I've got. Y'all have a great week. One other plug we'll throw in while we're on the app. If you've not uploaded your picture, please do so. Uh, kind of true confession moment. Um, there's over 200 folks that are here pretty regularly, and some of us cheat when we can't remember who somebody is. And so you can go to that directory and look up a name and go, ah, I do know that person. And so without a picture, you get like a circle with your initials in it. That's not very helpful. So if you would put your, your uh, pictures in there, that's well. Family pictures, however you want to do it. Uh, we also want to recognize this morning, Ben Shearer has uh, said that he wants to become a fully committed member here at Flagstone. Is Ben here uh, this morning? Raise a hand. Right back there. So
so everybody take a minute and grab Ben before he gets out of here today, and you can thank me for that later. Um, and then uh, connection groups, we talked kind of over time that there's all different kinds of connection groups, and so Scotty Roller is telling me there is a basketball connection group tomorrow night. They're meeting at Southside Church of Christ, which is over in Rogers, at uh, 6 o'clock. So if you think you've still got some game, uh, show up there at 6. Chris, you and I probably aren't going to be there, okay? Um, tomorrow night at 6 at Southside. Bow with me, please. Thank you, Father. We just thank you for um, this morning. And, Father, we thank you for uh, blessing us as you have. And, Father, we know there are times that... Uh, we overlook the blessings that we have as, as to being uh, your children, and there are times that we take those for granted and, and don't really um, praise you and thank you for those. And Father, we just ask that you will help us uh, do a better job with that and help us to, to recognize how truly blessed we are. And Father, we thank you for all that you do for us and, and how you give us uh, guidance through the difficult times as well as bless us in the good times. And, and Father, we just uh, we thank you for that, and we thank you for letting us um, call you Father. And, and Father, we, we have many members of our congregation that are, are sick and hurting at this time, and we just ask that you'll be with each one of them and, and heal them and give them your, uh, your strength and, and your um, wisdom and guidance and, and help them draw back. Uh, closer to you or just be back to their health so they can be with us and, and be part of the, the body here. And Father, we we ask that you'll be with all the, the various activities that are going on throughout the summer, including the, the Green Valley Bible Session. We just ask that you'll help us fill that up and that you will be with the other activities going on that uh, we may be able to, to make an impact on people around us and draw them uh, to this body and to you. And Father, we also just ask you to be with the Dodds and and bless them with the, the child that's coming. And, and Father, just uh, help Morgan over the next few weeks as she prepares for her delivery. And, and uh, just pray that all goes well there and that you're in, in that uh, birth as well. Father, we, we thank you for Christ. We come to you in his name. Amen. Now, there are, uh, there's nobody at the basketball that's got any kind of game. Yeah. So if you're looking for a good laugh tomorrow night, show up at Southside, and uh, there'll be a good laugh for you. Let's all stand up. One more song. We'll be on our way. You are holy. You are mighty. You are worthy. Worthy of praise. And I will follow.